0: Hi, you're listening to Femme Pop, a pop culture podcast about what catches our eye. I'm Peggy Ray Hargarten. I'm Jennifer Wayne Scott. And welcome to the show.
1: This week is a part two episode from part one last week. This week we are covering Avengers Infinity War. And let me tell you, they're all spoilers all the time. So without further ado, let's get into it. Now Peg, I heard from a little bird that you didn't think
0: this movie was gonna be possible. All right, when I first saw the trailer, I just thought, okay, sure, this looks awesome, but it's way too epic. They are not gonna be able to make the movie they're trying to make. I think that, I think that was a fair concern.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's about 20 different plot lines. Yeah. All converging into one giant mega plot line. Yes. Uh, and e- even as somebody who is not quite as in tune with the Marvel Universe as you, I sort of thought the same thing. Yeah. Like, this is impossible. This is too much. Um, it's going to be bad. Yeah.
0: But then I saw <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. They did it. They did
1: it. I was amazed. I kept waiting for them to not do it, the whole movie,
0: until about the last 20 minutes, and then I was like, okay, well, I guess they've done it. Yeah, it happened. Yep. They did it. It was, they didn't, uh, they did so well putting the whole thing together, making it meaningful, making it epic, um, still just funny, Mm -hmm. great, Great, just character development and background knowledge for the person who may not know everything um, that needs to be known in order to follow the story. Um, Just the little things like the whole Doctor Strange, how they portrayed him, and like, we've got to protect this time stone, and all of that. They just did that
1: so well. I agree. And I think... (sighs) In, in movies like this, really big movies that are covering a lot of ground, one of the things that screenwriters have to write toward is efficiency. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times... Um, Art and like thoughtfulness in writing can get lost with the need for efficiency. Yeah, because there's like just it. so much to be done. Right, and you you don't you want to try and bring as many people along as possible without leaving them stranded or hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're trying to pack in a lot in a short amount of time. But I think given that, I really thought it was well done. Yes. I mean, it's not going to be the sort of like grandiose, like, art house cinema film sure, sure. Uh, that, like, some folks really get into and get excited about, but for a giant blockbuster that has build- been built up over a decade and is converging
0: this much into one place, Yeah, I say well done. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, from the very first scene, I was enjoying it, I was laughing, I was into it. I think the moment when both you and I, I we watched it together, um, had this like, oh, it's everything's gonna be okay, mm-hmm. is when the Guardians of the Galaxy came on, and then it was like oh, our old friends are all here. Yeah, and I mean, you got the music and mm-hmm. the the scene change where they say where they are and it just says space. Yes. You know, I mean, <laughs> it was so funny. Um, done super well. Really kind of undid some of my frustration and sadness over Guardians of the Galaxy 2 mm-hmm. as I, you know, reconnected with those old friends. Um, but... Just such a juggling act. Yes. I mean, they're do they're telling, I guess it was three major storylines? At least. Because you've got Earth, and then you've got Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Spider-Man. Yep. And then you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor. Mm-hmm. And those are kind of the three... But even within Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor,
1: those branch off into two separate storylines. Right. So
0: it's sort of like one, two... Three A, three B. Yeah, that's right. And then you show up in Wakanda, mm-hmm. uh, which was just super fun and really cool to see those stories converge and that oh, whole battle. I didn't think was gonna be. I didn't think they were gonna do that well, but they did. They did that really well. Oh man, when Thor shows up in Wakanda
1: <laughs> with like his new hammer. Yeah. Axe, hammer slash axe thing Uh uh-huh and just like comes back and comes down with the full force of his glory yes the entire theater cheered yes I mean it was like a (laughs) moment we were
0: all there and it was just like yes oh yeah I mean just to kind of have Thor back with his you know hammer axe whatever was just so fun and you know one thing that i definitely think they're doing is setting up a storyline for hulk. Oh. I yes. mean, Bruce Banner not being able to turn into the Hulk like that's something's going to happen there. That's some psychological intrigue right there, my friends. Oh yeah. I I'm hoping it's going to be a Hulk movie.
1: I they could they could pull it out. I don't know if they will, but i think they could. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's enough plot lines to go around, that's for sure. Oh yeah. I was my favorite Well, hard to say who my favorite is, but I love Black Widow. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty disappointed that she didn't have much. Yeah. She was there, but there was no cool Black Widow stuff where she's, like, tricking people into giving her information. Right.
1: No giant Black Widow storyline. Yeah. Um, I I think they, maybe to set it up for this particular movie, there was a lot of focus on... Like Gamora's storyline, the Gamora-Thanos relationship, Mm Thanos' background, Mm -hmm. uh, sort of the aftermath of Civil War, Mm -hmm. and the difficulty of being able to unite together to save the universe. Right. So maybe in the future they'll be able to shift that focus a little bit. I don't know.
0: Well, in a little bit I want to come back to Black Widow and and some of those things um, once we get there. But one thing I want to bring up that my dad mentioned to me was he said he didn't like that they spent the whole movie kind of painting Thanos in a good light. Mm. Which I think if you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy... You know Thanos is so, so bad. Yeah, he's the bad guy. Um, but even with that, I mean, you find yourself empathizing. Yeah. With Thanos. Yes. Not only being like, oh, he's not that bad, but like, maybe genocide is a good idea. Mm-hmm. He's doing it, but his motivations are
1: for the right reason. But he does right? love Gomorrah. Oh, which is what makes him a compelling and strong villain. Yeah. A villain that you have absolutely, like, zero relational capital or ability to relate with. Yeah. It's not actually that compelling of a villain. No one's going to follow that guy. Right, right. You're not going to be tempted to join up. And I think a villain where you yourself are tempted to join up, even at a tiny, tiny portion of you, yeah. that is a compelling and a good good villain.
0: Well done, villain.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I, so I, for listeners who may not know, Peg knows this. But I, uh, on occasion, play a game called Dungeons & Dragons.
0: D&D. D&D. If you
1: haven't heard of it, it's probably because you're cool. It's probably because you're cool, which <laughs> I am not. I am not. That is not a spoiler. Everyone knows. that We said
0: all spoilers. One of the spoilers. <laughs> Jen is cool in a lot of less mainstream ways. That is so gracious. Yeah. Thank you. I think that. I really do. The point
1: is, though, in D&D, you come up with these characters and you play the characters in the game. hmm And the structure of the characters includes a moral alignment. So a character could be anywhere on the spectrum from lawful to chaotic and anywhere on the spectrum from evil to good. Okay. So, like, if you are chaotic good, it means that, like, your heart is in the right place and you're doing things for a greater good purpose, but you're kind of doing it just, like, according to your own terms, willy-nilly, not mm-hmm. by the book of any sort of, like, greater societal scheme or okay. other moral compass. Okay. It's your own moral compass, even though you long for the betterment and the good and the well-being of humanity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Thanos... I think it's fair to say it would be considered a lawful evil. Yeah. And it's particularly compelling because he does not consider himself evil. Yeah. But the lawfulness comes in because he has a very specific way of doing things. Mm -hmm. He's not chaotic. He's not just going around blasting whoever he wants. Mm -hmm. He's very methodical. Mm -hmm. He's only killing those that he believes he needs to kill, which is half the universe. He has a goal in mind. He has a goal in mind, a very set order of things. And he's doing it to a greater purpose. Yeah. Which I think, again, is so fascinating. Yes. Because the Avengers are also trying to save the universe for a greater purpose. hmm So it, looking at it on paper, their goals, like their mission is very, very similar. Yes. But then when you put flesh and reality on it, very, very different. Right,
0: right. And you ultimately have to say that... Thanos is evil. Yes. Even if... His pragmatic ends, Mm -hmm. you think, um, are compelling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow, that's really interesting. That's really cool. Uh, Okay. Let's talk about the end of the movie. Let me just give a little anecdote. Hit it. I, um... Backstory, I had to leave the first time I was watching the movie with Jen because I took my baby and I thought I was going to be the only one in the theater with Jen. But it turned out every seat was sold and everyone skipped work to watch Avengers. So (laughs) now I know don't take my baby to see Avengers on a Monday afternoon on a Monday afternoon because it's going to be packed now. Anyways, I'm there in the evening without my baby I'm with my friend Caitlin, then to my left is an empty seat, and then one seat over is a guy who's there by himself. I don't talk to him. He doesn't talk to me. He is not vocal during the whole movie. I am occasionally vocal because I'm a bit of a whooper. When I like something, I whoop. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. So, but this guy's not. Nothing. He's saying nothing. The movie ends. As you know, half the Avengers die. Or disappear half, half the universe, half the universe is gone. Thanos wins, and
1: Thanos sits down and looks out onto the sunset in a thankful universe. So he thinks,
0: so this happens, the credits roll, and this guy looks over at me and says, What just happened? <laughs> And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't know. Um, yes, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, he so, had to reach out. Yeah, he couldn't bear it. Yeah, it was just one of those things that no matter how quiet, private, whatever of a person you are, that ending, you had to speak up. Yes, because yes. it just blew your mind. Yeah, it's echoing so
1: deeply. And, like, the anguish over realizing, like, this is the end of the... Like, this can't be the end. Yes. Surely this is not the end. This is the end? Yes. Oh, this
0: this is the end? Yeah. It's unbelievable. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, someone had told me it was a cliffhanger ending. But, yeah. That was a pretty big cliffhanger for half of the bad guys to die slash the whole half the universe and Thanos wins. Yeah. Pretty big, like...
1: How do we come back from this? Yes. Which I... So on Sunday evening, I, I'm i a youth group volunteer at my church, met with the youth group, and one of the things that we talked about was Infinity War. Okay. Because we just are great and like to have a good time and talk about Infinity War. Yeah. And one of the things that we talked about that was brought up was the fact that Marvel utilizes this ancient, ancient story structure of... Things seem to be going well, something bad happens, and everything is disrupted, and then that thing has to get fixed, and things are set to right again. Yes. And that's sort of like the basic overarching storyline. And we are, as humans, we're not sick of that storyline, even though it gets used over Over and over and over and over and and over and
0: over and over
1: Right. And so it was like, why, the question of like, why aren't we sick of this storyline? And we were just saying like, as Christians, we would say it's because like, that is actually our story. Mm -hmm. Like that is the story of the universe. That is the story of our people. That is the story of our life. And it's the story that we're born into. Mm -hmm. So that storyline is imprinted on all of our hearts Right from the very beginning, whether we realize it or not. Right. Which is why no matter how many times we hear it, we're not sick of it. Yeah. Because it belongs to us and we are living it. Mm -hmm. And I think Marvel does an incredible job of tapping into the story of the universe and then ending this movie right at the point where your heart is screaming out, no, this cannot be the way it is. Yes. Yes. This is not the way it's supposed to be. Yes. And Marvel just lets you sit in it. Uh Uh-huh. And they let you bear the grief and, like, the horror that could be a future without redemption. Yes. And I think it's genius. Yes. So I'm really excited for the next chapter because I think Marvel is doing something that is actually deeply resonant with people. Mm
0: Mm-hmm in a very accessible way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean even I was on I was talking with my friend Natalia who's a way bigger Marvel fan than come on, any of us. And she was just saying when, you know, Spider-Man is mm. saying, "Mr. Stark, I don't want to die." Oh god. I mean, I'm tearing ah. up just now. You know, thinking about <laughs> I don't about want it. You to go either. It was so it was just so heavy. Mm. And and it's that is where we are mm-hmm. in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we're you and I are healthy. We probably are going to live long lives. We may not, um, but even if we live a long life, we're going to die, mm-hmm. and we're left with with just these endings. Yep. Everyone's ending. Everyone ends. Everyone dies, mm-hmm. and we're just in that. Where that's what we see. Yep. And it's so easy to just be like either, oh, it'll be okay. hmm Or, well, that's just the way it is. Yeah. We're going to dismiss it. We're going to minimize it. But to kind of just sit in the grief and hope for something more. Yeah. I mean, as soon as that movie was over, I thought, this got to change. Yeah. When's the next one coming out? This gotta change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not okay. hmm Black Panther cannot be dead. Right. No. No. He can't. He's not. I need more from him. Yes. I need more. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man cannot be dead. Nope. You know, Doctor Strange cannot be dead. Scarlet Witch.
1: She can be dead. She can't be Vision, dead. Vision. Well, he was sort of not totally human.
0: But Still. Still can't you know and yeah they i am i'm super excited to see what happens Mm -hmm. and where they go with this yeah
1: so other than our obsession with avengers
0: infinity war peg what's caught your eye lately well because of avengers infinity war i've been doing a little research and uh there's going to be another avenger on the horizon called captain marvel Do tell. She's all the talk. They're making a film about her next year. Brie Larson is going to be Captain Marvel. Oh, I like her. Yeah, she's great. She was in the room. Um, Great actress. I don't really see her as a superhero, but I know she's a great actress, and I would trust Marvel with my life. So I think it's going to be fine. Um, But I actually picked up a Captain Marvel comic book and have been... Enjoying that and trying to get to know this, this new Marvel character that's on the horizon. Mm. And I'm excited about that. Um, what about you, Jen?
1: So I have uh, continued my revisitation of Ellen Montgomery Writings. I finished The Blue Castle. It was terrific. And now I'm on to revisiting the Inn of Green Gables Chronicles. Right. Uh, which it's been years and years since I've been back there. So it's mm-hmm. been really fun to look at it with like fresh adult eyes. Sure, sure. Uh, which is great. And then I have recently gotten into a band that was recommended to me by my friend Jaina called Third Story, all one word. Hmm. Uh, it's a trio, they're out of New York. They're sort of like an alt, pop, soul sort of group. Hmm. Um, but I'm really enjoying them. Third Story. Third Story.
0: I will have to check that out. Yep. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, Again, this has been Fem Pop. I'm Peggy Ray. I'm Jennifer. Have a good one.